Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here's Father David. Christ is in our midst. He is always shouting. Good morning. You know, in the last five and a half, six months, um, of course, I have been quite busy praying, um, and quite a few of you have asked me to pray for you. Um, and this uh, has been heavy on my mind uh, for the last several months of this act of prayer and how one goes about doing it and what one asks for when we pray. And when someone asks me as a priest, well, how should I pray? My most immediate answer is, well, the Psalms. If you want to learn how to pray, that is where you go, because those are the hymns, those are the prayers of the church. But sometimes you run across a psalm and you are reading it and you question what exactly it is that this psalm is asking us to pray. And there was one such psalm associated with today's feast in that the Prochemenon comes from Psalm 27 and 28, and it is one of those psalms that challenges us. So what I'd like to do is walk us through the psalm as an exercise of how to pray and what we are praying for. To you, O Lord, I cry. O my God, may you not pass over me in silence. May you never be silent to me, else I would become like those who go down into the pit. Now notice that right off the bat, we are given a clue as to what prayer is all about. And that is a conversation, a relationship. Because, you know, we've all heard of, if not personally experienced, the silent treatment. Okay? Where no communication happens. And how miserable that can be if the person giving you the silent treatment is someone you love and care for and want to be with. That silent treatment is cutting off any possibility of a relationship any possibility of a conversation. And so right away we are asking that God not be silent, to speak to us, to be in a relationship with us. And prayer is the means by which we initiate that relationship and that conversation. Hear the voice of my supplication when I pray to you and when I lift up my hands towards your holy temple. 
this brings to mind, of course, the first temple, that place where God resides. And the normal position of prayer that you see and depicted is this, arms outstretched. Remind you something? <laughs> Given that today is the apotheosis of the cross, right? Arms outstretched. And that even then, God was foreshadowing to his people the cross. And the fact that the cross was to transform that holy place, transform that temple. May you not associate my soul with sinners, nor destroy me with the workers of injustice, who speak peace with their neighbor, but evil is in their hearts. Give them according to their works, according to the wickedness of their pursuits. Give them according to the work of their hands. Return to them their due reward, because they do not understand the works of the Lord nor the deeds of his hands. You will destroy them and never rebuild them. Challenging, isn't it? Especially when we are supposed to say that we love everybody. And here we are asking God to destroy and to never build up. What we have to do, and we have to understand, that little bit about raising up your hands to the holy temple gives us a clue that we should not be seeing this in context of the Old Testament, but the New Testament. The reality of the incarnate Christ crucified and risen, because through that crucifixion, through his precious and life-giving cross, he gave us the Holy Spirit. He made humanity into a temple. And what we have to understand is that when people turn their backs on God, when they rely on their own works and the work of their own hands, all they receive in return is everything that the fallen world has to offer. Disease, decay, and death. And this is the fruit of their work. Nothing. And we are asking God not to rebuild nothing. We are asking God not to reward those who rely on their own hands. We are asking God to not rebuild those things that bring only disease, decay, and death. We read last week that the cross is the judgment of the world. And God's judgment is that all should be risen from the dead. 
all will be resurrected. So we're not asking God to not fulfill his judgment. We're not asking God to leave millions of people dead because that would go against the whole purpose of the crucifixion. What we are asking for is the revelation to all of those who have never known God. The reality of what all of their efforts and all of their hopes and all of their desires within the fallen world come to nothing. And that, by the way, is our modern apologetic. Because people, especially in the Western world, are sick and tired of hearing about how they're sinners. Sick and tired about hearing about how they're going to go to hell. Our modern apologetic needs to be revealing to them the reality of the fallen world. What good does an iPhone 6 do? Does it save your life? Does it raise people from the dead? Does it last forever? And of course the answer is no. Does this particular form of government or that particular form of government raise people from the dead or grant eternal life? Does it help equally and justly everyone? And no matter how hard we try, the answer will always be no. If we choose collectivism, we will be punishing those who wish to achieve. If we choose a meritology, we will leave behind those who are not capable of feeding themselves the sick, the infirm, the physically challenged, the mentally challenged. And everywhere in between is still a compromise. We will still leave people behind. We will never be truly just. We will never truly be equal. We will never truly be free. That's the modern apologetic. And that's exactly what we're asking for in this psalm. Give them according to their works. Let them see that all of their efforts and all their hopes culminate in nothing. Blessed is the Lord because he heard the voice of my supplication. The Lord is my helper and my champion. In him my heart hoped and I was helped. In the middle of all of this, we know 
that God has definitively acted. He has become incarnate. He has gone to the cross. He has risen from the dead. And he did so for each and every one of us. In him, my heart hoped, and I was helped, and my flesh revived. Whereas the world cannot and will never offer eternal life. Despite death, despite disease, despite our decay, we will rise from the dead. Our flesh will be made anew. And I will give thanks to him willingly. The Lord is the strength of his people and the protector of the salvation of his anointed. And remember, each and every one of us has been anointed. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Words that are said at every liturgy. After the faithful have taken communion. And herein lies our real answer to what we pray for. Salvation. And whatever it takes to get there. And the trust that God knows best which road we need to take. Sometimes that means sitting in a hospital for six months waiting for a heart. Sometimes that means suffering with incurable brain cancer. Sometimes that means having your home and your family taken away from you as Job had his home and family taken away from him. And when these things happen, we are to pick up our cross and follow Christ and place our hope in him, knowing that despite all of it, everything that the world can throw at us, He will save his people and he will bless his inheritance. He will shepherd them and raise them up to the ages of ages. This is how we pray. This is what we pray for. And we lift up the cross today as we did last week to remind ourselves and the world. That anything, even the greatest tragedy in all of human history, God on the cross, can be transformed and changed through the power of God into eternal life. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, 
now and ever, and to the ages of ages. Thank you for listening to Annunciation with Father David. If you would like to speak with someone at Annunciation or visit us, you can find contact information, directions, and service times at our website at AnnunciationDecatur.org. The chant at the beginning and end of this podcast is the Byzantine hymn, Kentakion of the Mother of God, sung by Capella Romana. For more information, go to their website at capellaromana.org.